Welcome back to Glass Onion Minute. This is a movie-by-minute podcast. We break down the sequel to the 2019 Knives Out, and we're going to do a one-minute of screen time per episode. I'm your host for this week. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. I am flying solo. On today's minute, we are breaking down minute number 88, which begins with Helen and Whiskey talking about how the transcript showed that, well, that one person, maybe not Helen. Transcripts, and you got shanked. Thanks, Whiskey. Yeah, this is my second one of these things. We did a yacht thing last year. That sounds fun. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, when they're all together, it's kind of the worst. Duke just treats me like arm candy, and they just ignore me. Why do you put up with it? With Duke? I'm building my brand, and he's putting me on his channel more often. And ends with the chimes going and a drink being consumed. Okay, so we're picking this back up as we're seeing one of the few sympathetic characters of the film. I had a lot of positive things to say about whiskey in the last minute. Uh, But man, oh man, we're starting to see in this minute some of her true colors. And man, as someone who is, look at, there's going to be a little bit of hypocrisy coming for me a little bit because I am a podcaster. I am a podcaster who has been hosting shows for well over a decade now. Um, as host of the Locked On MLB podcast, Bull Durham Minute, Sully Baseball, a lot of podcasts I've done. And I would love it if I got the same number of clicks and everything that Joe Rogan or or Mark Marin or Conan O'Brien get. But I'm not going to get that. I make a little bit of money podcasting, not a pile of it, but enough of it to make it worthwhile. But I would love it if the brand of your pal Sully uh, took off. That'd be great, but not at the expense of who I am and what I really mean and what I really am about. And we're starting to see that while Whiskey has reached out to, she thinks she's risking out to, and it's really Helen snooping around, and she shows a great deal of empathy and a great deal of, uh, you know, understanding the fact that while everyone else is uh, being somewhat standoffish, that it, that's wrong, that she should be embraced and that she should have, uh, uh, you know, Andy, as she's thinking, she's talking to Andy, should be given her due. And she's the only one who gives her due and actually is the only one who seems to reach out. Everyone else seems to be afraid of who they think is Andy. They think that uh, they're going to, sort of hold her at arm's distance and she's actually embraced by whiskey. So therefore she is a sympathetic character. Um, now, as we continue the walk around the grounds, we see that the two of them are talking and, you know, there's something to be said that whiskey is basic. She is as close to being naked as you can be. She is in a bikini with a tiny wrap around her and Helen playing the part of Andy is 
more covered up. Her shoulders are exposed and her face is exposed, but she's more covered up as she's covering up who she really is and not exposing much of herself. Whiskey is physically and you know emotionally going to expose who she truly is in this particular scene. They're walking down that little corridor in that outdoor corridor surrounded by the um, uh, by the pillars. And she's walking along saying how she's sympathetic to the fact that um, the transcript showed that she was basically screwed over and reveals that she doesn't always have a great time when she's on one of these super expensive, high-class, highfalutin events. You know, she mentions the fact that, like, oh, they had a yacht party the other day and or the other year. So... He's leaning harder right into this mandem stuff. Like, if I'm going to go into politics eventually, I don't think that's a road I want to go down. Like, it's expeditious, but it's kind of a shit show. Oh, here's the pool. I'm going to walk around a little longer. I'll catch you over there. Okay. Hey, it's really great talking to you, Whiskey. You too. And Andy slash Helen says, oh, that sounds like fun. And I wonder how much of that is actually Helen who is, you know, just a public school teacher in Alabama. And I could say just a public school teacher because I am actually also a public school teacher as well. That's my main uh, employment, but I digress. Uh, that's a little bit of her going like, well, that must be fun. You're on a yacht on a big, uh, on a big party. And Whiskey says no, because when you get all of them together, they get to be a bit much. And so exposing herself that, yes, you know, she's, on these uh, vastly fancy, high-priced events with this group. But she says she's reduced arm candy. She says that she basically feels like she's not really there, that this group is not treating her with a lot of respect. And she's just there as an extension of uh, Duke, Dave Bautista's character. And so there is an element of sympathy that the audience can have for Whiskey at this point, that she's clearly someone who has a certain amount of compassion. She's clearly someone who has at least a shred of humanity left in her. And then Helen slash Andy asks the key question. And this is coming from Helen's point of view even though she's pretending to be Andy, this is clearly Helen asking this question, then why do you do it? Because in her eyes, you're like, well, if you're not going to enjoy this, or this makes you feel like garbage, why are you doing it? And then we see Whiskey's true self come through. And with that, an element of what this whole film is about, not just in terms of a the plot, but in terms of the theme, but in terms of what it says about the world of 2022, 2023, what the hell year is it? It's 20, this film came out in 2022, but it stands true now because she's trying to build her brand, the brand of who she is. It's not the brand of a product she's selling. It's not the brand of a show she's created. The brand is her. She wants to be someone who is an influencer and someone who 
is widely seen. And so she is attaching like a remora on a shark. You know what a remora is? Those, those fish that basically suck onto a shark and, and like eats the droppings, uh, the, the whatever the shark bites through a fish, the little particles, the remora will swim and eat them. Essentially, they are the sycophants. And she's a sycophant of someone who is on Twitch showing off who they are to build a brand and she wants to 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 leech off of that her ambition is not to create something her ambition is not to teach something her ambition is not to invent something her ambition is to be celebrated just for being her which is of course a tremendous commentary on where our mentality is in many ways of this day and age. I'm not meaning to be preachy, but the idea of being famous for being famous, being famous by whatever means you can. So people watch you by judging based on clicks, not based on quality. And that she's aligned herself to Duke, who has aligned himself to the sort of the man's rights, all that BS. For the purpose, he's doing that, which she says is a bunch of, you know, she poo-poos it, but she knows it is a fast track to getting a lot of eyeballs and attention. And she insinuates that she doesn't buy it and hints that maybe Duke himself doesn't buy it, but it gets you the fast track to what? Attention. It gets you the fast track to what? Eyeballs. Becoming an influencer becoming someone who supposedly has some sway for whatever reason they're putting their, a camera on you and and people watch you again i'm being a hypocrite here too i have a video podcast based upon me yapping about baseball but hopefully what i'm doing is selling a show where i am entertainingly talking about baseball right now part of this podcast talking about this movie hopefully it's an entertaining podcast that people if you enjoy the film or enjoy the genre that you're enjoying this at least this is trying to create a product but if i was going around saying like oh i'm going to be sully i'm going to be famous for being sully and by whatever means it is of adjusting myself or uh, um aligning myself with man's rights stuff and all this you know, the men are the one who are victims and all this this toxic masculinity because you know there are tons of eyeballs there i work very hard on my podcast to avoid that because believe me as someone who does a baseball podcast there's a lot of bro culture out there there's a lot of people out there who are big sports fans who also just filled with casual misogyny and brutal misogyny. I came out not too long. I don't know when exactly this episode is dropping. I think it's dropping in the middle of September where the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Julio Urias was suspended again for domestic violence. And I posted a bunch of things saying like, yeah, kick him out. Baseball doesn't need him. Domestic violence should kick you out of the game. And all the bros come out. The bros come out and say, you you know, stop being this and stop, stop being so woke and all this crap. And, you know, I'm, I try to avoid that because there's so much of that in online. But I'm trying to be true to myself. And it's really hinted that not only does Whiskey not buy what Duke is saying, but maybe Duke doesn't either. He sees that's a line to do that. 
It's a line to become, to get the eyeballs. And nothing is more important than the eyeballs. And so while whiskey does have humanity left in her, whiskey does have a sense of decency in her where she shows uh, empathy to Andy and wants to reach out to her. She's the only one to reach out to her. She shows she's just as shallow as the rest of them. And then comes the line that here's someone who is just trying to get a selfie stick and her face online so lots of people can click on her so she can be an influencer and she aligns herself and all this stuff that she says she wants to break into politics. That she wants to be in a leadership position in our country. To lead our country based upon being an influencer. And is she wrong? Is she wrong? I mean, is that a way to get political power now? To be an influencer, have eyeballs on you? Clicks are the most important thing? Remember when politics used to be boring? Boring people talking about policies and everything. And now it's about this wild sort of getting you know fireworks in the air and who can get the sound bites that, that go viral. I'm not trying to get political here, but I'm just saying that it's saying something about if we give these people power over our eyeballs and to influence us, influence how we think, influence how we act, influence how we interact with each other, that isn't the next logical step to then have actual, not just influence over, oh, I want to eat at this restaurant, I want to go to the spa, but I want to run things. You've been following me. You like how I think. I want to run things. And we've already seen there is politics in here. We've seen Catherine Hahn's character, Claire. She's the governor of Connecticut. But you got the sense at least that she had a little more education background, a little more of a policy wonk background, whether or not it was sincere or not. At least the the appearance of building your way up to being the governor of a state, but maybe this is what the film is saying about that as well. That that appearance is just as just a bunch of BS. It might as well be the Twitcher, the YouTuber, getting the political power. Didn't mean to get on a soapbox here, but I think that's a there are some profound things in this film that reflect ourselves. The obvious uh, thing that it, it, it reflects is our hero worship of tech billionaires and the assumption that they're geniuses, the assumption that they're self-made, the assumption that their brain is operating at a higher level. But also about, it talks about who influences us. How do we allow them to influence us? And so the conversation goes on. They get to the pool and, you know, Helen slash Andy says, it was nice talking to you, which I think is more of a response of she was glad that someone reached out to her. Yes, it's also helped her snooping. Yes, it also also helped her do her job of trying to find out some information. But it also was thank you for showing me some empathy, showing me 
a friendly face, chatting with me, not pushing at arm's length. But she does still need to walk around, A, to keep snooping, but I think also she sees what's happening here. These are people who are, it's funny, they go to the pool, they're the shallow end of the pool. Maybe the shallow end of intelligence, the eat as well. And she's going around in this, basically this living shrine to a still living person. The same way that Charles Foster Kane built Xanadu, ostensibly for his wife, but really for himself. This is a palace that is built for Miles Braun. And with that in mind, she's still part of those grounds and still trying to figure out a little more and do the snooping and understanding what she's dealing with here. And that is people who are trying to exert power, both superficial and real. Do they have the mental capacity to do it? And all the while, the reminders of the power you would have, the chimes go off the way they do as a reminder of everything is being controlled by Miles. Even if you're walking around on your own, it's all still being controlled by him. So, this just became more of a philosophical episode, but do you know what? And that's what was going on here. The fact that someone like Whiskey and, you know, uh, you know, we, you know the focus on Miles being so powerful, but Duke and Whiskey are portrayed as being out of control, not the brightest bulbs on the, uh, you know, on the light stand there. And yet, what is their ambition? Money, fame, power, by being a video game streamer and doing st- Twitch. Is it Twitch or Stitch? I can never remember. I don't do it. I do do podcasts. I do do videos. So I can't. I can't throw too many stones. Except I'm not. I'm. I'm also a teacher, and I'm also trying to create a product. The product isn't me. The product is a show. And I don't want to be an influencer, unless of course it gets me World Series tickets, and if it gets me political power. So that is a little taste of Minute 88. In Minute 89, we're going to take a good long look at the snooping that continues. But, um, and you know what, there's going to be a third Benoit Blanc film. We've talked about this before. I do like the idea that the first one was very much a fall-oriented movie. This is very much a summer-oriented movie. I'd like to see the fourth season. I'd like to see a real winter one and a spring one i think that and i I mentioned before i think the spring one should take place in washington dc in the corridors of power with the with the flowers blooming and the winter one i don't know i haven't figured that one out yet we've been in new england we've been in greece i think we should be in washington dc i don't know maybe the mountains maybe the alps maybe switzerland i don't know it's worth thinking about we're thinking about, but we are going to uh, pick up the next episode. That'll th- and if you enjoy this show, please subscribe, uh, rate, review, and tell people about it. Follow us on if, if it's Twitter. Is it Twitter? What the hell is it called? I don't know if it's Twitch, Stitch. Is it Twitter X? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Go to Glass Onion Min, all one word. We're on Instagram at Benoit Blanc Minute. That's all one word. Uh, threads. If you're on threads, it's threads.net slash 
Benoit Blanc Minute. And uh, there we go. This is yet another episode of the Glass Onion slash Knives Out Minute. In the next episode, which will be uh, Minute 89, we're going to see where Helen Snooping takes her further. But until then, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And I hope you return for the next episode. I'm your host for this week, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.